Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bachelors in the City. It is great to have you with us today. I am coming to you from Denver, Colorado, out here for the month for training. New Airplane 787, missing uh, the team back home. Dusty, we're about to, uh, well, I guess technically we move in back with each other officially tomorrow, which is awesome. I'm actually flying back real quick from the move. I uh, then got to head back here, but it's been long, man. It's been a long time. I am, uh, I'm excited. I think I've only seen you twice the month of February. It's been you a long okay? time coming. I know, man. You know, <laughs> I had some hard moments, you know, some restless nights, but I think I'm excited. I think, I think we're going to be okay. Even more, I'm even more excited though than seeing you. I'm excited to see Sophia and, uh, and give her a big hug. I miss that that loud breathing that doesn't let you sleep, that wakes you up. In the, I miss that, dude. It's funny the things you miss. I'm going to put her in your room the whole time, so I'm glad you missed her. <laughs> I'm happy to see Trip. I'm happy to see Trip. He seems like he's getting younger. And Trip is doing very well. I don't know what it was staying at JD's spot, but he learned the layout extremely, extremely quickly, and he owned that place, and uh, he's doing great, so he misses you guys. Bada beam, bada boom. We have Bing also bong. a new roommate coming in. Clay Harbor. So we're adding one more to the Bachelor pad. Uh, really excited stuff. This episode, we have some exciting stuff to talk about. First of all, I guess we'll talk about Happy Women's History Month. And Emma thinks it would be funny for us to mandate that everyone from the Bachelors in the City team pay her a compliment every recording session this month. Wow. So I guess I'll start okay. off. Emma... I just don't know where we would be without you and your work ethic and, you know, your commentaries that are so negative towards machination. <laughs> Much appreciated. The compliments <laughs> feel better when they're forced, <laughs> truly. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Emma. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you've taken some heat for us in, uh, in some uh, of the recaps. No, no, I'm just messing. Emma, um, I'll start off real. Uh, you truly are amazing. Your work ethic is out of this world, unlike anything I probably have ever seen in my life. And uh, it does not go unnoticed. Your art that you do, the gifts, the meme, whatever the <laughs> word is for, for all of our posts uh, always gives me a good chuckle. So thank you for always giving it your 110%. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. What a badass woman. And we're going to celebrate her this month. And we're going to celebrate we should, all women this month. We should celebrate all women that have changed this world for the better. So salute to all women. And we Amen. do appreciate you. It's not only March Madness. It is. Sorry, I couldn't hold myself back. It is not only March Madness. It is Merch Madness. We are officially, officially selling Bachelors in the City merchandise. We are so excited to announce that to you. Uh, you can find it by clicking the link in the Bachelors in the City podcast bio on Instagram or by going to redrockmusic.com slash shop. And listen, to celebrate the merch launch, we wanted to give a discount code to our third roommates out there. Use the code MADNESS10 for 10% off your first order of BTC merch. Uh, we're excited. And guys, trust me, if you like the, uh, the art we have on all of our posts, it's all coming from Emma. And she's got some crazy stuff uh, lined up. So I'm excited. You should be excited. We're all excited. Get Woman's, your jackets. Woman's get History your Month mugs. is just a great month. Great day. Let's do this. Things are and great over here. Definitely go buy merch. Madness10 is the code for 10% off. Lowercase madness. Let us know what you think. And tag us. And tag, tag us. Tag us. Wanna, I want to see it. I want to repost all it. this. 
Absolutely. All right, Bachelor Breakdown. This Bachelor Breakdown is brought to you by... Insert sponsor here. We're waiting for it. You've got my number. It's out there. Um, I do need to start <laughs> off by apologizing. We got a couple DMs for me not being on top of the Game of Roses episodes recently, and I got fact-checked on it. So I want to say I apologize. I was not up to date. I was doom scrolling through Twitter about the news these days, but I caught up. And to prove that I've caught up, I do have a couple ideas for the Sweetnam's Parent Award name. This this was just brought to my attention. I didn't know this was uh, being talked about. <laughs> kind of yeah, they want to give it's away really an award <laughs> for the parent that stands out the most during hometowns, which I think is great. And I yeah. think it should be called either the Sweetnam's Award for Parental Excellence or the Sweet Nums Nummy Mummy Award. The Nummy Mummy. <laughs> the Nummy Mummy. Oh, man, that sounds a little. Good. That sounds a little. Uh, that sounds a little sexual. The Nummy Mummy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I feel about that. Um, Emma, just being honest, I'm feeling gonna <laughs> lean towards the uh, the first one, the Sweet Nums Award for Parental when's Excellence. The, Peter, Peter, when's the last time you got a Nummy Mummy? I don't even know what a Nummy Mummy is. <laughs> you want to explain to me what that is? <laughs> You like, cat doing dictionary. nummy mummies uh, for the past. You month. know a nummy mummy when you beep 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 on your yeah. I actually so, don't. Yeah. Never never heard of a nummy mummy. So guess okay. I got to okay, get nice. with the times. Let's get past Anyways. that. <laughs> it's hometowns. It's hometowns. It's hometowns. It's the most stressful week potentially for these women. Bachelor Clues called it a perfect ten regarding gameplay. We start off with Susie. How are you guys feeling about this episode? I, you want me, I'll go first before the chemistry doctor, but. Just writing up my prescription here. So yeah, please, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Here we go. Um, Susie is definitely, in my opinion, top one or two, you know, great girl, great family. She's just always happy, always smiling. She just has a great spirit. She seems very loyal. I will say for some reason, Towards the end of their, I felt like the chemistry was just a tad off. And I don't know if it's, I think that tadness might be the difference between someone becoming official or not. And I I don't, I think it was the way they just looked at each other or maybe it was something Clayton had said. I can't put my finger on it, but I felt like the chemistry was a tad off at the end of that date, my opinion. You know, I I don't disagree. I so we start off date with Susie, and it's definitely like I said, like you said, it, she's definitely up there one or two. Um, I couldn't help but notice. I don't know what it was in the beginning. It kind of seemed like something was off, though. I don't know some type of something with the energy, or I don't know what it was. Her eyes were a little bit puffy. Could I couldn't tell what it was. It looked like she'd been crying the night before. In my opinion, I've definitely done that where you try to like conceal the puffy eyes with a little bit of concealer and then it drains throughout the day. But her eyes looked a little bit puffy like she'd been crying the night before, which does make me, I have a question for you guys. Do you think, or when you're there, do you get to see your family before or when you walk in, is it the first time you see your family? Like when she walked in no, that's with Clayton yeah, seeing her dad, was that the first time she'd seen her dad? That's a good question. I'll have to say this. Every time that I've gone through this situation when I was back (laughs) on this show, you know, uh, (laughs) uh, no, I have no idea. I haven't, I never made it that far. I was a weakling. So this is, 
questions all for Pierre. He's the expert. I thought it might have been because she was stressed about her dad. I know that he's been struggling with his health, and she really, that's been something that's much so like been weighing on her mind. But I didn't know if she had gotten the opportunity to talk to him before she walked in with Clayton. Other than that, though, the dates seem nice. Yeah, you don't, you don't, uh, I mean, things could always change, but traditionally, everything you see is them seeing the family for the very first time. It's very authentic. They want to, you know, obviously they want to keep it that way. So yeah, you don't see your your family until you're there, you know, with with the person showing up. But listen, yeah, they had a great date. I don't know. I just, something with the energy there, it just seemed a little bit, compare, you compare it to the Vienna date. Maybe it was, you know, maybe what it was is you had that Vienna, like world perfect, could not get better type, you know, movie type perfect date. And there was maybe a little bit of letdown. I don't know if that's what it was, but I kind of, I kind of agree with you a little bit, Dusty, on it. Thought it was badass, though. Did she say she's in love or no? Did she say she's in love? She's falling in love. So she's not okay. And he hasn't told anyone yet, which is a, a smart move on in my opinion. But yeah, who? I just yeah. I think I think something. I think something's not right right there. Date went date went good though. You know, everything on paper is good. Everything on paper everything is on good, but great. the whole uh, jujitsu. Whole theme yeah. was was pretty badass. Uh, I I think I take uh, Susie over Clayton in a uh, a fight if I put my money on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love no, her just, dad. Her dad has great energy. You know, um, yeah, so I like his conversation with Clayton um, and mom too. Uh, yeah, just something. I, I can't put my finger on it. Maybe some of our third roommates can point it out and depict it. But there was something, something. The energy was just not the quite same. I think, I think foreshadowing a little bit. I, I see, you know, it, I think the, the, of, of Susie's date, the most touching, powerful moment was, you know, her conversation with her dad and just being so raw with him and open and hearing, but then hearing how, you know, her dad would speak of her and her mom would speak of her. Obviously, Susie has high standards and as every woman should have high standards for the, you know, usually a lot of the time those come from, um, you know, being raised by, uh, by, you know, their father, you could tell us the case with Susie. And again, who knows, but you kind of see foreshadowing. This is jumping down the line with the uh, fantasy suite stuff and everything. Or she mentioned something about like, she wouldn't put up with certain things that she wouldn't put up with. And of course there's Mm -hmm. the rumors out there of how things go fantasy suite wise. And you could see it kind of going South possibly. Who knows? It could just be editing. They did a good job of faking this out with editing with uh with Gabby's grandpa, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we'll get to. In a oh bit. yeah, I thought this guy is gonna be like on him big time. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, so we can jump into Gabby now. So she is in Denver, Colorado. I think I know a guy who's at flight training there right now. But <laughs> Gabby, what's she up? She goes on a hike, uh, which was kind of cute. They found a hot tub in the middle of nowhere, uh, super spontaneous. Definitely a natural piece, not put there by production at all. It was cute. It was simple. And then it's time to meet the family. It's her grandpa, her aunt, her uncle, and her cousin because her dad cannot make it as his girlfriend of 10 years has cancer and they are scared of the implications of COVID. Totally rational. What did you guys think of the family that we got to meet initially? Mostly being grandpa. I I love the family. And and I'll have to say, wasn't expecting it, but... I got a little choked up with the um, the father coming outside. I got really choked up, and I kind of really felt it in there. And um, 
Woo, man, getting a little choked up now. That's that was just really emotional. I don't know. It's um, you can just tell how strong that family is, even though um, parents are on their own paths, they're doing their own thing. That family mm-hmm. just seems so strong, and and like the father said, like. Um, she's the glue to the family, keeping everyone together. And uh, I could see that. I could see how her spirit just is so, um, it's so toxic, not toxic. It's so... Um, Touching? It's just so contagious, her her spirit, okay. I would say. I, I, can't I will say... I'll go with that. <laughs> toxic was not the word you were going Definitely not the word. It was cool, though. It was, it was I think it was... You know, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty powerful to see. You know, the the connection she had with her family, all the love that was there, the closeness. She had opened up a little couple episodes in the in the beginning about her relationship with her mom and um, some issues they had there. And it was kind of. It was just really cool to see how you know. And and hopefully, you never know what can come from this. You know, maybe that this is a a bridge or something that that leads to her, her mom kind of coming back within the family a little bit and. And then that relationship being mended, you never know. But to see still the love that was there when she had probably every excuse in the book to maybe turn out a different way, I thought was really powerful and a testament to her and her family. Mm-hmm. And and man, you, just the grandfather, I think everyone was obsessed with. How could you not be? Oh my God, he was a hoot. He was a hoot. <laughs> just like their little phrases and sayings to each other. He was like, "She's, I love her. She's my little dingbat or something like that. Yeah. She's, I'm going to, I'm going to come haunt you if, if you, uh, yeah, <laughs> she's, I hope exactly. you haunt me. <laughs> it was pretty good. I asked my grandpa, I was like, oh, would you come to my hometown if I was on The Bachelor? And his response was not if you were a dress that short. And I told him that wasn't a very women's history month comment to make. To, <laughs> to which, uh, he grumbled and then gave up because I just keep forcing him to watch the show no matter what. The one thing that I do question a little bit is in this era of COVID, we've gotten a lot of opportunity to adapt as people. And I don't know about you guys, but I've had like, my friends will come up when we weren't able to really see each other. We would sit outside, socially distanced, and we would be wearing masks and have a conversation. That was fine, at least in my understanding of the science behind it. Why didn't he say a word? Her dad like did the beautiful love actually thing with the signs and then just gets in the car and drives away. They could have hollered at each other from 20 feet away. I bet I bet you they, but they yeah, did. I bet you they did. That was just for dramatic effect for the film. I bet you that they it, you it saw did. kind of it made it super car. dramatic too. It did. Yeah. There's I don't think in real life, you know, they didn't actually say a word. But for look, it, it worked and it was a beautiful thing to see. I'm I'm sure most of America was in tears just watching that. So I think that's why sometimes silence is, is you know, is the loudest is form of communication. So I'll take that. I will accept that answer. So the night ends pretty well. It was really cute. We then get to uh, see him. They have a beautiful moment at the end. She says she's falling in love with him and the night ends really well. I think Clayton is crushing hometown so far. Uh, And then we get to see Clayton waver a little bit when we go into his hometown with Serene where they go on a ropes course. This was hilarious to me. That looked like it sucks so bad. I I, I hate heights. That that was... I, I probably, I laughed so hard. Maybe one of the top moments of the season for me laughing was you see Clayton, you know, struggling to get across that, that one obstacle, obstacle where he's taking step after step. And then you just see Serene just 
whiz on by. It kind of stops, shows off a little bit, and you continue <laughs> whizzing. And you just see Clayton just like, yo, this is like national television. <laughs> like, did you just have to do that to me? It was. I thought it was hilarious. Very, very funny moment. And uh, yeah, great, great date. You know, it ends with a cool jump. I love how the Bachelor always, always finds a way to incorporate, you know, you know, funny analogies of love. Take and, the lead. Oh, this is this is like love and you know, going through obstacles and getting through it and getting higher and higher with each other. And but good date. Family was great. Love the brother. Oh my God. The brother has become an internet sensation. Everyone's talking about how they want to see him in paradise, which I think is hilarious. I thought he played the role of Big Brother perfectly, giving Serene yeah. enough of the benefit of this is your decision. I will stand by you. I support you and believe that you are an independent, strong woman. But at the same time, I am your older brother and this makes me feel nervous. I'm a little bit scared for you. I think he played that card absolutely perfectly. Yeah, you could tell. I could I could just do that conversation they've had. I could just already see their childhood going up. You know, him just being a protector, him being there, him probably... I don't know. He's, he's a wise guy. How he was talking, he's just freaking wise. And he knows, like, she's a daredevil. Like, mm-hmm. clearly, she's not scared of anything, like he said. Like, you don't think about things. You just kind of go, which isn't a bad thing. But she doesn't think about the consequences. And uh, he, was, he was realistic through it I, all. I, lo- I loved her. I mean, loved, you know, his, for sure, his advice and all that. Loved her kind of response to one of those things. It's like, you know, yeah, you know, you be be scared to uh was it scared to fall but she's like or be just you know be mm-hmm. stoked to go fly you heard you could just see her outlook on life and yes the brother kind of reins her in a little bit which is definitely necessary with personalities like that but uh i liked her responses as well to him and it just seemed like yeah it was two siblings that cared a lot that's like a me and peter relationship right there that's how we are <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the older brother i'm serene dude let's go let's go let's, let's go, go to, to uh I'm going to go to space. Let's go space Justin. right now. Nope, not happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, big time. He, he reminds me of Brandon, though, from last season, Michelle's season. He yeah. looks a lot like him. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. The mom, so Serena has a conversation with her mom. Um, I, In all of this, I didn't realize that a lot of this heavy stuff that had happened in Serene's life had happened so recently. And for her to be opening up to Clayton that much, I guess I didn't impact it out as being such a big deal because I know everyone opens up on the show about the experiences they've had, the trauma that they hold. But I didn't realize hers was so recent. And so I give her all the more props for how she's handled herself because when you're closer to that, I can only imagine like the weight of it then as opposed to as you're able to process that grief. So major kudos to her. She... I earned a ton more respect for Serene in this episode just because she's dealt with things so well and you couldn't tell at all that this stuff was so recent and heavy in her mind. So true. You definitely kind of get almost, not numb to it, but the fact the show, that's what the show is known for is having people open up, you know, really vulnerable Mm -hmm. stories come out. You kind of just, you expect it. But hearing, yeah, the recency of it all with Serene, it definitely hit a little bit more. And yeah, kudos to her for being able to, I mean, even the brother was like shocked that she was opening up that much to to Colton so quickly on such a a public platform. So not easy. Colton? Uh, Clayton. Clayton. (laughs) Colton was in the news this week, though. He's engaged. Colton was in the news. Kudos to him. Congratulations. Um, Congrats. I still haven't watched the show yet, but maybe I should. But good for him. Congrats. 
Everyone deserves to find their person. Amen. Moving on. Back to Clayton. We uh, see Rachel's date where they are kayaking with the gators. Guys, real quick. I, listen, cool. I know you guys are going to be like, oh, wow, huh? of course he does. I, I was so looking forward to, you know, obviously we've seen a couple, you know, male pilots come on and, and do flying dates. This was a perfect opportunity for women in aviation mm-hmm. to promote it. We got Women's History Month. Like, let her take the captain's seat. Let her take charge. I was so hoping to see see a cool flying date for obvious reasons, but for, you know, for the other reason as well. And then I'm like, then I started thinking, like, why didn't they do it? And I was thinking maybe because she lost her voice, she wouldn't have been able to actually talk on the radio um, super clearly. So that would have been difficult for communication. But who knows? Maybe it just wasn't even an Wait, idea. Wait, if you lose your voice while flying, you're not. Are you grounded? Well, if you need your. You need to be able to communicate with ATC. And so if her voice was bad enough or maybe she felt that she couldn't, you know, speak to ATC clearly, then obviously it's a safety hazard. But who knows? That's so just, so if you lose your voice, you have to call out a work, Pete? Uh, yeah, you should not. You you are not allowed to fly if you are sick. That is an FAA-mandated uh, rule. Well, if you're not sick, but you just kind of lose your voice. I'm just, This is fun facts. You need to talk more about this stuff. People love to like, hear this Like, say you stuff. go to this, Kygo not, and this, you're like, I, yeah, Kygo. And then the next day you don't really have a voice. If, if, if you can't communicate, yes, you can't fly. You need to be able to have voice-to-voice communication with ATC uh, if you're flying in controlled airspace. So um, I guess, yeah, to answer your question, you, you do need your voice. <laughs> All right. Fair wow. enough. Interesting. Okay. Here we go. Fun Back fact to the, the date that wasn't a yeah. flying date. <laughs> They're kayaking, which is also a form of transportation, I guess, um, yeah. in gator-infested waters. They see a big, scary spider. They're doing all this stuff, and then they hop out and make out in the gator-infested water. I know. I was like, wait, what? I would never jump in there if there were actually gators in there. It was obviously staged. They obviously had production do the lay-down make-out scene. Nobody does that in real life. I've never seen that happen unless it's staged. So, of course, that's staged. They lay down in the water. I bet you they had, like, Brad from production out there with a bat, like, protecting them from whatever gators try to come up. But yeah. after that, uh, they get to go do the meet the family. She said that her dad's going to be really intense, and he kind of prepares him. It's it goes really well. What did you guys think of that interaction? So real quick, guys, I apologize. I'm going to give my take here. I am literally running up to three minutes before I have to go leave to catch my bus to the training center. Mm-hmm. So let me get my take, and then I'm out. I'm just going to say this right now, guys. It's going to be a huge travesty, a huge travesty if for whatever reason this does not work out between Clayton and Rachel. These two are perfect for each other. You could not deny the way they look at each other. I, I, I'm I, really a big fan of all four of the women that are the final four. But the way that Rachel looks at this man is undeniably different. It just is different. And the way she still whispers to him and just and just does whatever she can to show him the, the affection and and validation over and over and over again. It's going to be a huge travesty if this does not work out. I am hoping it does for the two of them. I just am. And the dad, obviously, hilarious moments. But all in all, just really cared about his daughter, cares about his daughter, and wants to see her happy. And you got to understand that. And he he doesn't shy away from who he is. That's his personality. But Mm -hmm. I I will say, I've, uh, and we'll talk about this because I was, you know, I have a similar pass with the whole fantasy suite thing. If it, if stuff goes down the way people are kind of being led to believe it's going to go down, seeing Rachel hurt like that, oh boy, seeing all this, the tweets here with, with Fleiss and there's an ending that we don't know how it's going to end, which leads you to believe, okay, something's going to, someone's going to try to get back with someone at the end. They're totally going to have the dad there in the audience. If this is Rachel, oh my God, that's going to be a night of television. But 
oh, I would not want to have to deal with, with Mr. Tony if, um, if his daughter was hurt. <laughs> um, I would not, not want to. But anyways, that's my take. I love these two. I love them. I love them together. And I hope it works out. Mic drop. I'm out. Mic drop. Thank you for your uh, take. Well, bye, Mr. Peter. Go, uh, go to your training so you can safely fly people around the world. We'll pick it up from here. You ready, Have a great day at school, sweetie. Yeah, I know. You got your lunch. <laughs> we'll finish out the rest of this recap together. But one of the things that I wanted to ask of you, Dustin, was I put this poll on Instagram asking of what do you think about the practice of asking a father for permission to marry his daughter? On the Instagram, about 60% of people said that you have to do it and 40% said it was outdated. What's your take on that? Ooh, my take on it. I think I think sometimes traditional is is good, but it doesn't have to be that way. There's no set in stone that you have to do that. I'm I'm both ways. I feel like I don't know. I think it could be both ways. If you're if you have a good relationship with your girlfriend's parents, I feel like you could do that or not do it because I feel like they almost already they already approve of you if you if you have a great relationship of, with them. Also, man. We got a lot of nuanced responses on that too. Like people, we got a lot of DMs saying, I think it depends on the family, to be honest. If my husband asked my dad's permission, he would have been beside himself with confusion. But if it's something that the woman's dad expects and needs, I think it's fine to do it. So I think that there is a lot of like nuance and gray area to that. We got a ton of different messages about that. So I guess it does depend. I've just thought that it's kind of outdated. I don't think my dad needs to give me permission to do shit anymore. I'm a grown-ass woman. Yeah, I don't think you need permission, but I think it does, like, it's it's nice to have someone's approval. Like, mm-hmm. do you approve of me? I'm going to do it with your approval or without it, but it, it means more to me to have this approval from you. Um, I think that's what it's all about. But yeah, I don't think it, I think every relationship with the family is different. Clearly, if you have a bad relationship, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Even if you have a bad relationship with the parents, you could go say it or you could be like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to ask your daughter to marry me regardless. Yeah, it's. I guess it just depends on the person. How it's does it make you feel? Yeah, how does it make you feel as a person of asking this person to, like, how does it make you feel? And mm-hmm. whatever makes you feel right, you go for it. So Clayton doesn't, like, explicitly ask for permission to marry anyone during the series of Hometowns. But he does have a conversation with Rachel's dad where Rachel's dad says to Clayton that if I approve after talking to Rachel, I'll pat you on the arm and then it'll be fine. That was a great, yeah, I remember that. And they slow motive where he patted him on the arm. And yeah, it's all about, I think fathers or family members care about how their daughter or son feels about this person. Like if they see that they truly love this person. They want to be with them. I mean, clearly they want to make them happy as possible. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, as Peter said, I wouldn't want to get on his bad side. I could definitely see, uh, he ain't having it. He is not having it. If you uh, cross him or his daughter. Um, but I, overall, I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great, um, date. I thought it was great, um, interactions with the family. 
Honestly, I probably wouldn't have asked for any, anyone's approval either. I think it's more respectable if you just go meet the family with no expectations. Hey, can I, I need your approval right now, even though you don't know if I'm going to marry your daughter or not or someone else. I think it's just better to go meet the family, see if they like you as a person, you know? And I think that's enough approval. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you can... I think everyone knows what this is, but I think it's more disrespectful to ask for someone's approval whenever there's... Like if you asked other, for Serene's family's approval and then sent her home. Yeah, I feel like that's so disrespectful. So I I think Clayton did a good job by doing that. I also, I think he's doing a good job by not telling anyone he loves them. I think, uh, I think he's, yeah, I think this those parts should wait. Um, even though I'm sure he does love one or two in there, I think it's smart for him to wait. I agree. For the rose ceremony, we then see all four women show up. We're not at the point where the women are hugging each other anymore or there's like a lot of smiles. It's very uncomfortable. And he gives out three roses and one woman goes home, which is serene. And in that moment, she's like, what was it what I said? And you just couldn't feel it back. And that moment hit me in the heart like a dagger. Oh. Yeah, nobody wants to be. That's like everyone's worst nightmare, I think, to say something and not for it to be given back. But that's about life. Yeah, she took a yeah. she took that risk, she took that chance. Um she gave it all she had and you know, at least you could live with that. I would much rather live like that than to shy away and hold things away and not give my true self to someone for them to make that mm-hmm decision to be with me or not. You got to put yourself all the way out there because when it comes to finding your forever person, they have to love you at your best and at your worst, right? And so they need to know absolutely everything about you. Unfortunately, in this show, that means that over the course of what, maybe 24 hours total, you have to open yourself up to this person. Mm -hmm. And it is a huge opportunity for failure. And I say that Serene did it as best she possibly could. She really sent herself into this opportunity. And it was that, what if you fall, but what if I fly sort of logic that I thought was really admirable. Yeah, I do love that. I almost guarantee it. You'll see this woman on the beach. You won't see the last of her. She'll be A-OK. I'm sure by this time now, she's doing just fine. So I'd like to hope so. Uh, So then I just like to point out that I totally called it like three weeks ago. When we were talking, I said it was going to be Rachel and Gabby in the promo, and that Susie was going to be the one that he was talking about. So, did you call it? This is did you call this out? Were these? I totally three? did. At least last week, I called it out explicitly that Susie was going to probably be the other person. But I've definitely said Gabby and Rachel at least two weeks ago. What about before the season started? Okay, no. Okay, I did Who'd poorly you- this season when you're looking at it season-wide? I think I had two of them. So I, th- I definitely had Susie and I, I had, uh, I had uh, Rachel. Gabby, I don't know if I had, but I think, I, I, who, who did Peter have? He had Susie and someone else. Uh, I think Peter was talking about Susie and Rachel making it pretty far. I don't know who else. No, that was me. Oh, well. Peter's losing this time. He's Okay, losing. let's just... Ab- here. In this moment, you and I sitting together, we can agree that Peter is the one to blame, not me. Like, if we had to rank ourselves as who did the best predictions this year, 
I would just like to throw Peter under the bus because he's not here to defend himself. There we go. There we go. He loses <laughs> this time. What was your favorite out of all the hometown dates? Jiu-jitsu, hiking, ropes course, or kayaking? I'm scared of heights, so I don't want to do kayaking, but I think it's entertaining to watch. Uh, Jiu-jitsu would look pretty cool, but I, I, I like hiking. I think that outdoors area, the hot tub, looked like a lot of fun. Um, I would pick that all day, every day. How about you? So I love hiking. I love being outdoors. I grew up not too far away from Denver. So it's the scenery. I was like, oh, God, I love being outside out there. I think that for me, I think the, high, uh, the um, kayaking would be the most fun just because it's not something I get to do all the time. And it, they had a cool kayak. So that would be my preferred one. Wait a minute. You said kayaking. Did I say something about heights? I got Yeah, totally you definitely confused. did. You said that uh, I you didn't like want to go kayaking because you were scared of heights, and yeah. I was just going to let it slide. <laughs> no, you should have brought it up, brought it to my attention. God, I'm stupid. <laughs> okay, I was start that about, one over. I would, no, forget it. It's okay. I'll leave it in there. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I so love stupid. It. But yeah, kayaking and hiking seem like a lot of fun. I was thinking of, I don't, I'm so stupid. Anyways, yeah, that's my jam. The ropes course, like I did one in fifth grade for like a field trip. It was cool. It's good team building activity for like a corporate job. Doesn't really scream date to me. No. So moving on, we only have two nights left, right? Two episodes left. No, next week is going to be, well, maybe actually. No, there's going to be two more weeks. There's two episodes next week, which is going to be Fantasy Suites, which I think is going to be where it all blows up. Okay. And then there's no more episodes, episodes after that. Then we have The Women Tell All, which I've heard is a dumpster fire. And they also <sighs> allegedly, which will probably be cut out of the final, make comments about how a bunch of podcasts treat this show like it's a game, which is a direct call out to Game of Roses. And I think that we are on the right side of history with that one. And I'm proud <laughs> to be a part of it. Uh, it'll definitely be cut from the final version. But I saw it on Game of Roses TikTok. And then the week after will be the live finale where if Peter is right, he will attempt to get Rachel back. Clayton will attempt to get Rachel back, not Peter. Let's see what happens, guys. I'm excited. I guess we'll do a two-episode recap next week. It's going to be crazy. We'll see if we can get an hour of Peter's time. He's busy, busy. But if we'll, not, we'll make well, it if, happen. If not, if Peter can't join, um, we'll put Clay on. Clay will be living with me. So we'll have Clay jump on with us, get his intake. I know he's been following. Um, guys, other than that, make sure you go buy the third roommate merch. Ooh. Merch it up. Tag us. Tag me, Peter. Tag Bachelors in the City podcast. We want to mm-hmm. see it. We want to repost it. And um, that's all, guys. It's been fun. It's been real. And we'll catch you again next week. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Peace. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. 
See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.